0: Hey, this is Polly. Seems like there was something I wanted to tell you now. What was it? Oh, right. Today we are talking about all things memory, how it changes as we age, and how we can use simple little memory hacks to remember everything from picking up the dry cleaning to what we need to put on our to-do list. We'll cover it here, right now, on Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said, where we talk about practical ways to live well, do good, and be happy. Thanks for joining me. You know, it's funny what we remember and what we forget. We're going to get into that a little bit in this show. This was totally inspired by my inability to find my car in a parking lot. I used to never do that. Now every once in a while I will be traipsing all over. Mostly because I was distracted when I got out of the car and not being mindful and not paying attention. And might have a little to do with me now being in my early 50s. (laughs) But it gets frustrating, a little scary, and a little interesting when I pour myself a cup of coffee 30 seconds ago and I can't remember where I put the cup. It's not uncommon to have our memories change as we age. There's a lot going on. It takes a lot of different brain processes for us to remember something. Our ability to remember is about recalling the facts and the events of our lives, and it takes three steps to do it. First of all, we have to take the information in. Scientists call that encoding, right? We're soaking up the info. And then our brains have to consolidate the information And that's when our brain takes the information it just encoded and decides where to put it, decides where that information is going to be stored in our brain. And then the third part of memory is retrieval, so that we can access that stored information when needed. When you think about it this way, it's amazing we can remember anything at all. It's a pretty complex process that happens in our brains, you know, thousands of times a day, really, as we learn and grow and do anything. So the parts of our brains that are essential to that encoding and processing process alter as we age. They can also be affected by stress, depression, vitamin deficiencies, other physical conditions. And if your ability to take in that information is not good, if we have a problem paying attention or we can't focus, then we're also going to have difficulty retrieving that information, right? For us to be able to remember anything, then these three processes have to work well. And that doesn't always happen. You know, I do a lot of public speaking and I love it. I love to talk about these ideas that can help us live better and feel better. And I was waiting off stage in the wings of an event that I was doing a few years ago. There were about 400 people in the audience and I was pumped up, I was ready to go. I was really prepared. I was excited to be in front of this crowd. It was a positive group and I was excited to get going. So I'm waiting in the wings. It's dark because when I get on the stage, there's gonna be a spotlight right on me. This was in a theater and it was awesome. And in front of me on the stage, there's going to be a clock that was counting down digitally the 20 minutes that I had. My job was to get in there, entertain the crowd, offer some valuable information, and get off all within 20 minutes. So I was thinking about all these logistics, and making sure the microphone went on, making sure you know I wasn't drooling on myself, and my shirt wasn't untucked, and listening to the intro. And right when I heard my name called, I forgot everything I wanted to say. Now, I'd been planning for this presentation For months, I had spoken many times before. And right when I got up to go out on stage to deliver this speech, my mind went completely blank. That's a nightmare scenario. And all I could do was just kind of jog out there, put a bright grin on my face, and hope that I would be able to retrieve that information that had grooved its way into my brain, and I did. I made a joke, kind of warmed up with the crowd, and because of my preparation, everything I needed to know came back to me, and it went without a hitch. But it's scary when we can't remember something in an environment like that. And it's hard, too, when you just meet someone at a party and 15 seconds later, you can't remember her name. Yet those things happen to all of us. And so over the years, when I'm doing more and more speeches or podcasts, I've been working to uh, learn more about my memory and figure out different ways I can uh, prime my memory and retain information And be successful even though i'm constantly losing my car in the parking lot often our forgetfulness is also a product of stress we are living full lives and i think we underestimate how much stress the daily stress impacts how we think and process information you know if you're in grief i remember when my grandmother passed away and for months It was very hard for me to focus and remember even the most banal details. Banal, that's a good word. I don't think I've ever used that word, banal details. Half of us, people 50 and older, have some mild forgetfulness. This is linked to aging. And it looks like this. You forget for a moment where you parked your car. Or you forget a person's name, but you come up with it later. Maybe you can't remember the details of what happened years ago. But you're pretty good with remembering what you did today. That doesn't have to be scary, that can be part of our normal evolution, but signs that you might want to follow up with a doc could be when you forget an entire experience, or you can't remember how to start your car or drive, or you can no longer read a clock. If you're feeling more confused and you're experiencing worsening symptoms, that's a good time to sit down with your primary care doc. Now, I am not a doctor, and the stuff we're talking about today is not a diagnosis or medical advice of any kind, but... If you're cartwheeling through your 40s and 50s and noticing that you're losing your keys a little more often, or you can't recall a name on command, there are some memory hacks and approaches that we can use to improve our memory. Sometimes it's as simple as turning off your device, right? After you're done listening to this pod, of course. Listen, our brains can't take in everything that we experience in a day. We cannot give critical attention to every situation. And if we're not able to focus on it or give undivided attention to it, our ability to encode that information is compromised. We are prone to remember what we give our attention to. And so that's a challenge for all of us in this always on world. How many times are you listening to your spouse say something while you're looking at your phone? Or you're watching a television program and you're also jutting through the emails. It's distracting and chances are we're not gonna take home any of that information. In a review paper by Professor Liu at San Jose State University, she found that we are skimmers. And if we're not interacting with the material, it's unlikely we'll remember it. So skimming, we're not really processing. We're going over the top of it, quite literally, right? If you're reading, it's not enough to highlight as you go. What we need to do to learn and to recall what we've learned is to go li- is to give deliberate attention, to engage with the other person or material that we're working with, to ask questions. Use the person's name when you talk to them. Jot down notes on what you're reading. Make associations. Leave thoughts and questions in the margins. Then connections that occur to you along the way, jot those down too, whether you do it on a notepad or the margins or whatever. When you do this while reading or interacting with others, when you're taking notes or sketching as you're taking in information or talking with friends about the material you've just taken in, that increases our ability to remember. That's a great thing, especially, you know, this is a good thing to do with your kids when they study. My daughter has a a science teacher right now who asks the kids to draw diagrams of visual pictures, like of the phases of the moon. He asks them to read about the phases of the moon and then they talk it over what they're reading and using that sensory approach is a great way to not only encode what we're learning but to create a number of forms of retrieval when we need to recall it. I sometimes draw doodles in the margins of my notes if I'm interviewing somebody and they say something I really want to remember I'll scribble a light bulb next to their notes, right as we're going through. And that reminds me to go back and look at that point again. So I don't necessarily have to remember the point off the cuff, but it reminds me to go back and focus on those notes. So really the most important way to enhance our memories then is to slow down, to give focused attention to whatever it is we're doing, and then find additional ways to capture the info. When I need to remember a name or number, I write it down and I say it aloud while I'm writing. That gives me better recall. Use all of your senses and be curious with the world. Curious people also tend to remember more easily. A study published in Journal Neuron describes what happens to our brains when we're curious. One of the things they found is that people are more likely to learn more if they're curious about something because they want the details. They want to figure this out, right? But in that process, They even learn things they weren't curious about, and they're better able to return that information because they associate it with the thing they wanted to know already. Learning is easier, and remembering what we learned is easier when we're curious about something. It isn't just what you put in your brain that enhances memory, though. The food we eat also affects it. If you aren't getting enough vitamin B12, you may experience some memory loss. Too much alcohol, marijuana or other drugs consumed too often, our memories can take a hit, and that can be irretrievable at times. But eating foods like more fruits and vegetables, berries, legumes, walnuts, lean protein, like salmon and tuna, and other foods associated with what scientists are calling the mind diet are linked to lowering the risk of Alzheimer's, and they support overall cognition and brain health. So get those foods on your shopping list. (laughs) Just don't forget the list at home. What can we do ahead of time to help us avoid forgetting that list? All right, so here are a few ideas about that. One is go for a walk and, and preferably walk out in nature or along green spaces in a park or on a hiking trail. Or at least if you're out on the sidewalk, you know, take a look at the flowers in the garden and the trees. Even 10 minutes walking amongst trees can improve our short-term memory, according to researchers at the University of Michigan. And walking is good for our bodies and our brains in other ways. It also enhances creativity. And as a byproduct of this, being in nature is a proven stress reducer. So it's a win-win-win. Go for a walk. And while you're moving your body, don't forget to move your mind. Stay mentally active. Play cards. Do crossword puzzles. Anything that would Trigger your mind and form new neural pathways. Learn a musical instrument or a new language. Volunteer at the local school or community garden. Take alternate routes when driving to and from your home. Anything that opens up a new way of thinking is also good for your brain health and your memory. And same as with socialization. Socialization, when we're hanging out with our friends, it reduces stress and wards off depression. Both of those things really give our memory a hit. So interact with other people. It's engaging. It's a way of being in the world that's a whole lot more fun and it's good for your memory. This is something that I really believe in this next point and that's get organized. That's another way to protect your memory and enhance what you have. You're more likely to forget things if you're in a sea of clutter where things are in disarray. So Put things where you know where to find it. Put the keys in the same place every day. Put your credit cards or your purse or your wallet in the same place. Keep to-do lists current and check off the items you've completed. Now, a lot of times, I will write down the to-do list for the week and I'll just stick it aside because I don't want to be too overwhelmed. But once I write it down, I can release it from my memory. I don't have to constantly be retrieving that information because I know at any point I need, I can go to that list. So make a master to-do list, put it out of their way so you're not overwhelmed by the sheer number of things you have to get done for the week, but know that you can call on at any and That'll help you remember it. And this is a biggie, you guys, sleep well. Sleep is one of the most important things we can do for our mental and physical health. It's, the more I study and read about this stuff, the more important I think it is to our overall wellness and quality of life. But during sleep, our brains repair themselves. The brains get refreshed and restored, according to researchers. And if that process is interrupted, because we're not sleeping well and we're up and down and we're not getting enough sleep, then our brain function is also impacted and that includes our memory. Participants who experienced poor sleep and this study I read by Claire Sexton actually saw their brains shrink and I can't afford to have any brain shrinkage. (laughs) People that experience poor sleep quality experience brain shrinkage in three lobes of their brain. And the parts that were impacted the most were the parts connected to decision-making, movement, emotions, thoughts, and memory. Only a few things we need there. Try to get some sleep. An increasing body of research shows that sleep allows us to distill the essential information that we have learned and processed and encoded during the day into our brain for later retrieval. It's it's an important thing. We have to build it in. And if you're not getting good night's sleep, leave time for a nap it will pay off. And finally, use other memory hacks like mnemonic devices to better encode and recall the details you want to remember. Mnemonic devices and techniques have been used to remember things since the ancient Greeks. There's some early writings about this, and you know what I'm talking about. These are the rhymes or the images or the associations we create to remember something like In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Do you remember learning that as a kid, right? Sometimes I use a mnemonic device or approach to remember what I need to get at the store because I'm inevitably forgetting my list. So before I go, I imagine a big salad and all the stuff I'll put in that salad. That helps me remember what I need to get in the produce aisle. Sometimes when I'm at a party or a meeting, and I'm trying to remember a name, I'll create a silent rhyme Sherry Berry or Jim Tim to remember the person's name that I'm talking to and then I'll use that uh, in conversation as often as I can so I don't forget it right it doesn't have to make sense you don't have to say it out loud it just has to be something that you can recall when needed And that brings us to the Simply Start segment today. This is another simple way to jog your memory. And this is one that I use all the time now. And it's an approach that's called reminder by association. This works really well for me. Psychological scientist Todd Myers led a study at Harvard. And he explained that we are more likely to follow through and remember to do things if we see noticeable cues. And I'm not talking about sticky notes all over the house, because I do that too. But reminders by association are reminders that are associated to a very distinctive thing. They appear right when we need them because we don't have to remember to look at our phones or check our email or or go somewhere else like an online calendar to see the note. So instead of jotting a note on my calendar or sticking post-its all over the place that I find I overlook all the time, I will do something like put my car keys on top of my sweats and sneakers the night before I plan to go to the gym to remind me to go to the gym. So basically what you're going to do is give yourself a cue to remember the thing you want to remember. And the cue can be a very distinctive visual thing, a statue or a phone on the checkbook or, or something like placing your pen on the checkbook or something like placing your pen on the checkbook by the door. So you remember to write the check for your kid's school fees when you see the pen in the checkbook. Now you could also stick a note with that that says, remember to make the check out to the PTA or whoever it is. But basically, because you're picking a distinctive cue that is the pen on the checkbook you're more likely to remember it. When I need coffee at the store I'll stick a sticky note on a coffee mug by the coffee pot and that reminds me that I need to pick up some dark roast and oh by the way it's time to go grocery shopping. Right so draw the associations that make sense to you and put it in your mind. Okay, I'm going to lay my keys on my sweats and that's a reminder that I'm going to the gym as soon as I see them. For a reminder like this to work, it has to be seen and research has found that placing the reminder near something distinctive makes a difference. So, Use cues to help you remember the things you want to accomplish that day. Want to know more about this approach and a bunch of other stuff? Go to psychologytoday.com. And full disclosure, I write for the blog there. It's Imperfect Spirituality. You can go to the Psychology Today website. And search for Imperfect Spirituality and my materials will show up. But there's lots of other interesting stuff there too. And if you want more information about the Reminders of Association approach, you can find it there at Imperfect Spirituality on the Psychology Today website. So that'll give you more details. You can also find me on Twitter at PL Campbell and join our Facebook community at Polly Campbell Author Speaker where I post other odds and ends and, and be sure to join the How to Live an Awesome Life newsletter there. That brings us to the Simply Nifty section where I jabber on about things I love and things that make me feel good or improve my life or make me happy. And today I'm talking about truly one of my favorite things and it's my inspiration bot. I have this tiny smiling robot monster painted on the back of a domino by artist Gary Hirsch. My inspiration robot was given to me by a friend and I have it on the corner of my desk. When I see it, It's a reminder to me that I'm a creative person and I can do it and I can keep going and be okay and it helps me overcome the self-doubt that I feel once in a while and it helps me to get busy. You can buy Gary's stuff on Etsy, go to etsy.com and there are all kinds of brave bots there and these are tiny domino robot monsters that give you a limitless supply of self-confidence and courage and there are joy bots that are just neat and happy and when you see these little bots They're going to be a reminder to you also of the good stuff in life. And Gary Hirsch, the artist, often donates to the scared and sick kids and children's hospitals so that they can feel their courage and bravery and have some more joy in their life too. So he's a good guy and he's doing good work. And plus, these are so fun and such good reminders of what we can do in our lives. Go to Etsy.com and look up Gary Hirsch. You can find him at gary hirsch art shop and use your own bot as a distinctive way to remember how awesome you are i'll put hirsch's bot info into the description of this show so you can find it there too just go to the website for the show all right i think gary hirsch's inspiration bots and joy bots and courage bots are simply nifty that's it for now Thank you for being here. Go pick up your own bot and use these memory hacks to live well, do good, and be happy. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.